presentations, sicknesses, temporal things that go wrong, temporal needs, um, financial pressures, and so on. When we see all the evil in the world, it's not always that way. God created all things good. And so the majority of things in the world are good. The vast majority of things in this world are good. That being said, because the majority of the things in this world are good, we get tired of the good. We start looking for pleasure and entertainment in things that are evil. That is why most television shows are not too, um, not too much based on virtue. Usually they're based on vice because we get more of a thrill out of dealing with evil than dealing with the good that we surrounded with every day. So we get some sort of pleasure in this evil. Some people commit sin. And other people think that they wouldn't dare to commit sin. Instead they let the other people do that and they sit back and enjoy or admire the sins of others. Some ladies wouldn't dare to dress in modesty in church, but then that would be a sin. However, they sit in judgment and criticize others who do. Other people wouldn't ever consider going to a liturgy that is unworthy of God. However, they spend days and months of their lives talking about it. Oh, the guitar mass, oh, such and such a place, and that sermon, this hymn, and so on. <coughs> And then there are people who wouldn't dare to criticize others. But they wouldn't skip a beat to be scandalized and talk about others who do that. I guess I'm talking sarcastically for now, but I'll make it a little clearer so that it makes sense and so that we can actually get a message out of all this. You don't have to commit the sin in order to participate in the evil. There are strong people and there are weak people in this world. The strong people, Satan tempts, because it's the only way to get them to sin. The weak people already think they're good and virtuous. So Satan doesn't bother tempting them. They usually fall into sin because of someone else's temptation. So a girl will get up on the Sunday morning, spend a good chunk of her time making herself socially presentable. When she thinks that she will be a charming asset to society, she sets off to go to this Latin Mass that she's read about. She goes to Mass, she goes home, she's had a grace-filled Sunday. Meanwhile, someone who thinks they're holy gets up that same Sunday, does the usual Sunday routine, goes to church, and spends the rest of the Sunday breaking the Eighth Commandment, complaining about, oh, did you see how that girl dressed today? Who committed the sin? Who is Satan laughing at now? Same deal. 
a guy gets up in the morning and goes to his church class. In that same town, someone is on vacation. And this guy thinks he's holy. He gets up in his hotel room and refuses to go to Mass. His wife asks him, are they going to go to Mass today? And for an answer, she gets an earful the rest of the day. How evil the new Mass is, guitars, dancing, clowns, ecumenism. Things that nobody has ever really seen in a Mass, but this guy's read about in a book somewhere. On and on, all Sunday. Replacing the obligation to fulfill the third commandment with transgressions against the eighth commandment. Who is the devil laughing at now? That's right, it's you who think you're holy. So criticizing others is going to get you nowhere. Actually, it's going to drive you down to hell. And if you go to hell, you'll be surprised. How many souls are in hell because of sins that they didn't commit? And then they spend the rest of eternity criticizing everybody whose sins drag them down. The best thing you can do is just go to Mass, do your prayers, try to raise your family like God wants you to, save your souls. Because you're not holy, you're not already saved, and if you were holy, Satan might actually tempt you to commit a sin from time to time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.